Over the last seven years, I have tried every kind of marketing you can possibly imagine for my business. And I have determined over that time that direct mail has been by far the most profitable marketing channel I have ever tried. And I've spent over a million dollars just testing it out figuring out what works and figuring out what doesn't. And through that time, I've been able to generate over 100 deals per year in my business using direct mail. And now I've created a very small but very powerful mini course on how I utilize direct mail in my business. It explains everything I do from A to Z, and I've made this available to you absolutely free. That's right, no charge, no obligations, just go to my website, mikesimmons.com forward slash winning direct mail. mikesimmons.com forward slash winning direct mail to find out how you can implement my system in your business and start generating more leads through direct mail. Go check it out. It's absolutely free. I can't wait for you to try it. I could have the same conversation you and I had, and I have with others. And it didn't go as fast or as well because it's, it's a lot about execution, right? I mean, yeah, our conversation was impactful. It was good, but it's only half of the equation. That conversation could have not been helpful for you if you didn't do anything or didn't do much, right? And so you took massive action and that's totally the reason why it worked, right? It's just, you took massive action. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, thank you for joining me on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. If you're a longtime listener, thank you for coming back and spending time with me. If you're new to Just Our Real Estate, welcome. I appreciate you being here. Hopefully, uh, we exceed your expectations of what you expect to get out of, not as a podcast, but a real estate podcast a real estate podcast where I'm sure you're logged on to learn and get advice and actionable stuff and all that good stuff. I want to I wanna be your guy for that. Uh, we have a great one today. I have Erin Manny on the show. Uh, she's a friend of mine. Uh, she came on to tell her story, and I really appreciate her doing that. Um, about six months ago, she was struggling in her business. Uh, she had quit her job only a few months prior to that and was thinking she was gonna have to go back to them and, and try to get her job back. And uh, that was not an exciting prospect for her. We hopped on the phone. Uh, I was able to give her some advice that helped her turn that ship around. Now she has a thriving business, even in a challenging market like we're in now, She's not seeing all of the struggles that people around her are having. She's able to thrive and grow and, and hire and actually start pulling herself out of the business. And uh, I'm so thrilled for her. She's such a cool person and such a great investor. And uh, she was really kind enough to come on the show. She's not uh, someone who goes on podcasts and tells her story. And this is like routine for her. Um, this was out of her comfort zone a little bit. And so I appreciate her doing that, coming on and being very candid and very honest to help you guys uh, understand that you can you can do this in this economy. It, it, you don't have to be in a, in, a, in a real estate market where everything is selling at top dollar and all. You don't have to. You can survive in any market. And she came on today and, and told her story. And I could not be more excited. Guys, I give you without any further delay, my friend, Aaron Manny. 
All right, Aaron, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you being here. I'm looking forward to this conversation and kind of catching up a little bit and and just talking about where you are, what was happening last year at this time, and, and kind of go through the whole thing and uh, and see how all that was uh, impacted you or impactful for you. Um, and so let's get into it. And I know you, obviously, but um, let's just real quick kind of give everyone a sense of who you are, what your business is, and what kind of investing you do. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to be here. Um, big fan of Mike Simmons, and I love your podcast, and I always get such... Uh, great tips from you. So I'm excited to be here. Um, basically, I started in real estate about four years ago, um, <clears throat> had a full-time job. And um, last June, um, put in my notice at two weeks and decided I was um, going to be all in on real estate. Nice. And uh, we operate a wholesaling company. Um, we did uh, about uh, just under 65 transactions last year. Um, in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin market. Okay, nice. All right. So last year, um, <clears throat> it wasn't this. Time. I think it was a little later in the year than this that we talked. But in the first couple of quarters of last year, what was going on in your business? And you were you had had success. Obviously, you you knew what you were doing. You had a good business, but you ran into some issues. Can you talk a little bit about what was happening in your business prior to our conversation? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, being in real estate just for a few the few past years um obviously the market has just i felt like i absolutely had the wind at my back um being able to find off-market properties at a discount and so it was i mean i don't want to say it was easy but you know if we could find a a property at any sort of a discount um it would sell you know so that's kind of the premise that i left my job on is you know i i can do this and then over the summer um You know, it was like as interest rates crept up, our buyers started um, dropping out. And so we were getting contracts. We were kind of, you know, doing what we had been doing. And it was like um, now we were like running into the wind. And I had never experienced that before. You know, I'd only experienced a true seller's market. Didn't have to really focus on our buyer's list. Didn't have to focus on our dispositions process. We were so tuned in on our app just knowing that it would sell. And so um, I was able to connect with you, Mike, I think it was around um, late fall, you know, and I was, I was considering going back to my job. I was, you know, like, this doesn't work. Um, How am I going to survive? You know, I'm trying to hire people and I can't even, you know, I can't even make it work myself. How am I going to empower these other people to be yeah. able to do it? Let, let's talk about that and, real quick. Yeah. Let, me, let me dig into that a little bit. Okay, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? We had the the selling <clears throat> the mar- the seller's market was so incredibly strong during and a little bit on the tail end of COVID. You're right. You could almost buy a house without getting that great of a deal, and it would all just work out because house prices were soaring, and that's sort of like you're talking about that wind at your back. When things started to turn, what were what were your buyers telling you when you said they were dropping out? What do you mean by like were people signing contracts and, and not closing or were they just not even making offers? Like what were you experiencing at that time? Uh, pretty much the full gamut, you know, people <laughs> not responding to marketing as we put it out, um, trying to get out of contracts that w- they were under contract for um, just. Uh, we really noticed it with the flippers 
flipper, or, you know, flippers were pretty much out of the game. We were still able to move some rentals, but, um, you know, it was just so much fear. People didn't know where the market was heading. And so kind of at every level, we were um, experiencing problems with our buyers okay. from and, our marketing straight away to yeah. closing. And you had just left your job months mm-hmm. earlier, right? So talk about that a little bit. What was the decision like when you left your job? How did you make that decision, first of all? Because I know a lot of people, I, I get this question, but how do I know when I should quit my job? What was your decision-making process there? Um, you know, I just basically looked at what I could um, how much time it would take me to spend a, to get a contract to sell that contract and how much many at a minimum I would have to do to replace my W-2 income. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a no brainer. You know, I could do a 10 K wholesale deal a month, an extra one and just cover my um, W-2 income. Yep. And it's um, funny. No, not funny. It's funny. Ironic that you quit your job in June of last year, which if I had to put a pin in the calendar as to when things turned for the worse yeah. in terms of like interest rates and all that, it would have been June. Like that's when I, looking back, I would say June was like the month when things turned. So you yeah. just did it just in time to not know what was about to happen. Okay. So, uh, quit your job, uh, buyers kind of flaking or, or just not making offers. And, and I, I went through, like, I experienced some of this too in my business. Everyone did, right? We all, we all did. But I, we're both part of seven figure flipping mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, Aaron might want to talk. Um, she's having some issues, some struggling a little bit. Why don't you give her a call? Right? So let's talk about where your mind was before we talked, like before we got on the phone, where were you at mindset wise? And let's talk a little bit about what that conversation looked like from your perspective. I know what it was from my mm-hmm. perspective, but let's talk about from your perspective, what, what we talked about and, and how that had an impact or not. It, yeah. If it didn't have an impact, we might not be talking right now, but uh, let's, let's talk about how that impacted. But I, w- I really want to know where your mind was before we talked, like right before we talked. Yeah. So I remember because they reached out and they were um, trying to get testimonials on people who had quit their jobs and, you know, getting a little who were rough or, mm-hmm. you know, you can quit your job too. Yeah. And I just said, I don't think I can like realistically go in and, you know, encourage anyone else to do that where I'm feeling in my business. Like yeah. I'm regretting quitting. I have so much um, like fear about what's to come. And that was kind of how it came out that I was struggling. Um, okay. And then, um, you know, they were kind enough to set something up with you directly. You hopped on the phone like that night and walked me through, you know, a screen share back to like the basics because I felt like I had this huge bullseye in terms of, pricing, underwriting, getting deals under contract, you know, throw it, close your eyes, throw it and it'll sell. And so you really reminded me of like the um, fundamentals of underwriting that I needed to get back to, to make sure we actually had a deal. Um, So that was a good part of it. And then also just most of the value, like I, I had seen our company as a marketing and sales company. And you reminded me that the majority of our company is our buyers. And so um, I spent a lot of time after we spoke, just really 
um, delving into building our buyers list. So I set a KPI for myself to add 40 buyers a week. Um, so I, you know, watched other trainings you produced on um, marketing to buyers. I hadn't marketed to grow our buyers list at all. Yeah. <clears throat> so started implementing um, marketing to buyers just as I did to sellers. Okay. So tax, direct mail, um, social media to really, um, and that continues to be a KPI for me. Yeah. Um, I probably should delegate it, but um, <clears throat> it's so important. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and it, you're absolutely right. And I think that a lot of wholesalers, especially people who kind of got that wind behind their back when they started, it just seemed like, why do I need to worry about that? Because these houses are selling for so much. But when things change, that's when the buyer's list um, issues really will, will rear their ugly head. And so focusing on that buyer's list, which you're right, I do... I do truly believe that a wholesaling company, the value of it is directly uh, a result or a link can be linked back to their buyer's list and the strength of their buyer's list. Because, you know, when, when people are starting out, it, the worst thing you can do is have one buyer for a property. It's like the, I mean, the worst is no buyers, but it's really bad to have one buyer too, because they start to have all the leverage and all the control. And if they decide they're going to stop because interest rates went up, then you're in real trouble. So how long after you started focusing on your, and by the way, like what was, and I don't want to, you don't have to get too personal, like if, just whatever you're comfortable with, but how, how close were you flying to the sun in your business? In other words, like how worried were you about your business before you started to kind of focusing on some stuff that we talked about? Um, I mean, I thought I was going to go back to my job. Like I had already sent messages. Like um, I, I thought I was going back. Okay. So, okay. and I was ready to, I probably wa wouldn't have walked away entirely, but I, it wouldn't have been my main focus. Um, so you probably saved me from going back to federal government employment. So thank you. <laughs> That's funny. So how long after we talked, what was the time frame of turnaround? How, how quickly, first of all, two things, how quickly did you see like, okay, this, I think this could be working. And then how long after that, before you were like, okay, great. I think we're back in control here. Sure. Um, well, I'm a really quick mover. So like literally, you know, immediately I was starting to market to buyers. So I would say, you know, within a month, I felt like we were back on track as far as like, I would see other people posting about how tough the market was. And I was like, it's fine. <laughs> It's kind of bad, like, and, and that's how I kind of realized it was working because yeah. it was like, yeah, we're still moving deals every week to see other people still struggling. Like is when it clicked, like, yeah. um, you know, that was the missing piece was focusing on my buyers. And that what, what you mentioned was one of the first things I learned from you was not having an A list of buyers, not having a short list that mm -hmm. you run deals by um, because our most savvy, you know, experienced older buyers aren't going to be our best buyers. And I learned that from you. And that was, um, I can't imagine how much money we've made over just that tip alone. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's cool. I, I didn't even, I, I never heard you say that before. That's awesome. Yeah. It, people, I, listen, most people are not doing their dispo process that great. Right. And so I think when you, as a wholesaler, when you put extra emphasis on that, the, the payoff is huge because 
you know, if you can, if you can make $10,000 on a deal and then you work on your buyer's list, that, that deal could be worth 15,000 or 20,000. And you didn't do anything different on the front end. You didn't spend any more money. You didn't do it. It's just that buyer's list strength is huge. And so I'm, I'm led to believe you are not working for the government at this point. Still, you're still <laughs> self-employed. Okay. That's good. What is it looking like for you in 2023? What, what are your plans this year? Like give us some sense of, of what's going on now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really excited for things to come. Um, I've got a great team. Like, I'm so proud of my team. Um, and I have an operations manager starting next week. And my goal is, you know, to slowly work myself out of the day-to-day operations of the business. Um, I love I love wholesaling, um, but I know, um, you know, I want to be able to focus on additional exit strategies to build yep. long-term wealth. And so if I can remove myself from some of the day-to-day um, of the of the business, which I have for the most part, I'm, I'm sitting in like uh, the marketing seat, which I like. So I don't, you know, find that to be um, a tough position to keep, but I pretty much hired every other seat. And then um, having an operations manager, you know, I'm going to kind of walk out the back door, like the back, <laughs> back of the room and yeah, um, yeah. be able to focus on building long-term wealth. Nice. I love it. I love it. That's exciting. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be seeing each other uh, every couple of months here. And and mm-hmm. I love I, I love the story because it's just, listen, I, I do talk to a lot of folks, right? And and you said something really interesting and, and important is, I said, how long did it take before you saw that there was going to be some positive changes after we talked? And you said, I'm a fast, I, I take action. I'm a fast, what did you say? I'm a fast action taker. I don't, I don't remember the word you use. Yeah. But that's important because I could I could have the same conversation you and I had, and I have, with others, and it didn't go as fast or as well because it, it's a lot about execution, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, our conversation was impactful. It was good, but it's only half of the equation. That conversation could have not been helpful for you if you didn't do anything or didn't do much, right? And so you took massive action, and that's totally the reason why it worked, right? It's just you took massive action. So um, I'm glad for what I could do. I was super happy to hear that that things had turned around for you. And, and now, obviously, you're, you're trying to work yourself out of a job by hiring good folks and putting them around you. And I'm super stoked for you. And I, I do appreciate you doing this. I know you're not like a podcast circuit person. You're not going on five other podcasts today. So uh, I do appreciate your time and uh, hopping on here and sharing your story with us. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. You're welcome. And hopefully I'll uh, I'll see you soon. I don't know if you're going to be in Cancun, if you're going there, but uh, maybe we'll see each other in a few months. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks, Aaron. All right. That was a lot of fun catching up with Aaron and um, just really excited, thrilled for her and what she's being able to accomplish, even in a market that's challenging. People are still struggling a little bit, but you heard her. She's not seen that because she took advice, she implemented, she acted quickly and uh, that's the key. That's, that's really it. If you get advice, if you ask for advice and you get it, act on it. And she did and things are going well for her. And I'm just excited to have been a small part of that. And uh, it's just fun to watch what she's doing in business, guys. So hopefully that that helped you a little bit. Hopefully that made you kind of understand, especially about, as a wholesaler, how important that buyer's list is and growing that thing and making sure that you're not at the mercy of a couple of buyers who maybe decide they don't want to buy right now, or they're going to sit out for a few months or even a year while interest rates are doing their thing. You need more options. And that was one of the main messages that I gave Aaron when we talked originally. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. 
get out there, make it happen, build that buyer's list. We'll talk to you next time.